Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. Shout out, Pat. Yeah, Pat. Pat Seamus? Is that how you say his last name? Uh, Seamus. Higgins. Seamus. Pat Higgins. Pat Seamus O'Higgins. Oh, right. Pat Higgins. I'm thinking of his Instagram. Patio Seamus O'Higgins. Yeah. How's it going? It's going good. Your music is badass. Thanks. Thanks. Do what I can. But you uh, have such a nice demeanor. Thank you. How do you explain that? Um, <laughs> you wouldn't expect it. Like, if you have you ever hung out with somebody and they expect and you go, "Oh yeah, I make music," and they don't know your music, and then they hear your music and they're like, "Wow, I didn't expect that." Um, yeah, I guess so. That does happen sometimes. Does it? Yeah. 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 I guess it depends on what the, what they're listening to, but. I, right, I can remember. I'm thinking more quicksand. Yeah, like, quicksand stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's pretty. I'm gonna take these off. I think because I, I can just hear you. Yeah, okay. And I don't hear myself. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think because quicksand is so um, kind of aggro in a way, or the, yeah. the and I'm screaming. Yeah. So here's a guy that's yelling at you, you know, and then it's a melodic a guy, form of screaming. Yeah, yeah, of course. But is that like? taking a certain aspect of your character and expressing it that you don't can't express normally or something is it is it unearthing something that's repressed um or is I, it just what kind of music you like i guess if you're screaming it's something that is trying to break through from a place that's trying to get out and really project mm-hmm. loud so if i were to say yeah it's something that's kind of in that needs to get out but um I think it just came from the f- kind of music that I came from, which was hardcore music, which was about um, screaming for like, um, just that that was the, the kind of, uh, you know, anti, like, um, musical aspect of, uh, of hardcore music that I liked. And that kind of, as I got better at playing and... Um, writing music that's a transitional thing where you take that that kind of aggressive side of things and try to make it a little bit more musical yeah that mix yeah yeah it's a reminiscent of fugazi to me yeah i mean fugazi's that's they kind of showed the way i think for yeah were they influential to you or were yeah for sure uh and starting with minor threat minor threat which was fugazi's uh, I mean, Ian, Ian Mackay, Ian his, Mackay. Yeah, for, for, uh, and he kind of, when I first got into hardcore, that really struck me because of the, yeah, I mean, it was musical. The songs are good. The lyrics are good. Mm-hmm. And he's screaming, but with a sort of musical, like there's a melody to it, but it's not trying to charm you in any way, but it, it, it somehow is. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, and why? Uh, why do you mean it's not trying to charm you? Um, because it is appealing. It is appealing, but it's not trying. At least, it's it's a way to get in your head. Mm-hmm. But it's not trying to. You know, if you're writing a song, you have a nice melody. You're like, this is a melody that's going to invite people in, and I'm trying to invite people to this. Mm-hmm. You know, is it to sing along? Is it to like the song? Is mm-hmm. it to somehow? draw you into what the lyrics or the feeling of it is but with yeah. minor threat it's like it's more 
just kind of in the hidden in the in the sauce somehow it's baked into it in mm-hmm. a way that's subtle because when i was a teenager and i heard it i wasn't thinking about it in that way mm-hmm. but he's using about three notes and within those three notes he's stepping above the whole the whole click of bands that were coming out at that time mm-hmm. and then the lyrical content and just the song structure of it is like real primitive but i mean he probably didn't know what he was doing i'm sure at the time but if you listen to it now there's a reason that minor threat is like i wouldn't say the best but maybe i would say the best of that mm-hmm. bunch in terms of like just pure music yeah yeah because it's tuneful it's tuneful and you can sing to it and you know it's just songs a lot of it mm. and um so anyway when they when he kind of following that thread you know going from that i mean we're taking a little bit of a deep dive on imakai's thing but mm-hmm. his influence i think is i'm not the only one that kind of picked up on what he was doing yeah i think he influenced a lot of people but um how do you follow this kind of anti-music music mm-hmm. and then um progress with that because as soon as you step over the line into music Mm. you're kind of you could lose the whole thing the whole that could fall like a house of cards you know yeah hardcore it's like a mix i guess of like aggression and yeah it's like a yin and yang happening yeah i mean there's a lot of it's sort of a it's kind of like cabinet making you know Mm -hmm. it's like it's artistic it's useful um but also it's you know, something like working class about it. Yeah. Um, that's appealing. That's appealing. And, and you feel real. Yeah. You know, whereas like, um, you know, a band like, for example, wire or something like that. Yeah. When I first heard wire, I wanted them to be more aggressive and angry in some way, although they had that. Yeah. But they were kind of, I thought, these dudes kind of suck in a way like musically mm-hmm. when I first heard them, you know, comparing them to the sex pistols or, or something like that. But I think they were really doing that. Well, what E Mackay does. And I think wire is probably an influence to him um, where you're making um, this sort of primitive sounding music in a really artful way by limiting yourself, yeah. you know, by, by making it like cabinets, this cabinet, is a rectangular this one is square mm. this one kind of fits with the other one yeah to the left and i put it on the wall at this way it's where it looks nice to put books on it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah like walking i was walking uh, around the city today listening to quick sam and it makes me feel badass mm. you know what i mean <laughs> good like it, just, <laughs> it made me feel badass walking around with that right. in my head right i'm know? listening to quicksand What's up? Not, not that it was like no. I mean, not identifying like with the name, or uh, but just that kind of that feeling of that music, and yeah. it's similar to me to hip hop. Also, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of makes me feel badass. Yeah, you know what I mean. Very influenced by hip hop, especially you the are? early records. Yeah, um, I mean, coming up, I mean, I got into music. I could play guitar. I love music. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got into into playing in bands, it was I didn't have any sort of like career trajectory or goal, so I just got into the scene, and the scene was moving along. And in New York, in the late '80s, when I, I was a teenager, 
you grew up here? I grew up here. And so, you know, as in junior high, like Run DMC came out and it was mm-hmm. just like singles or, you know, kids are like breakdancing and hip hop was evolving at the same time that hardcore was. And it was, this before it was like a, a pop thing and it was, um, you know, where it's independent record labels yeah. uh, run by, some of them are run by the actual artists run, and run by pirates. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was, you know, a brief few years where, um, yeah, it was really just compacted and all in New York. I mean, at that time in the late 80s, I mean, there'd be some stuff coming from LA or other cities, but it was not even comparable to, at all to New York stuff. So that yeah. was a big influence. Well, how do you say your last name? Schreifels. Schreifels. Yeah. Walter Schreifels. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah. What, where where uh, are your folks from? Um, I mean, the name is a German name. Uh-huh. And... Um, in German, it means scream rock, Not, which uh, is crazy. Are you kidding? Because that's literally what I do. See, this is like when you start thinking the simulation theory is real, like this type of <laughs> I shit. I used to like say it's not. Yeah, like where this is all a simulation. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like where it's just like, you it's know. It's very Baudelaire. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Flowers of evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it can be evil. But um, yeah, it's Schreifels and... Um, Walter Schreifels. And supposedly... Uh, it was from, you know, like in, in German names, a lot of them are very literal to what the people did. So if your name is like Mueller, yeah. it means you were a Miller or uh, like, yeah. um, you know, uh, Baker could mean you're, you know, Bacher could mean, you know, you're stuff like that. So scream rock was my, my father told me that it was, uh, these people that would hang out in the Hills and when little caravans would go by, they would scream, throw rocks and take, or no, they're high behind rocks. And then scream and scare them and take their money and run away. Wow, you know robbery so, by yeah by scaring them. That's kind of what you're doing. That's kind of what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> although I'm not like you're not robbing stealing. them. I feel like I'm giving. You're giving. I'm giving. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean. You are screaming with. I rock. am screaming with rock. There's <laughs> there's no way around that. And quicksand is something like when I was a kid, I used to obsess. I mean, I. The amount of time I thought about quicksand mm-hmm. as a kid was a lot. It's pretty heavy. As compared to like when you're an adult, you almost never think of never. quicksand. But when you're a kid, right? it's like that's one of the biggest fears is It was quicksand. pretty big. It was pretty big. I mean, it was like nuclear <laughs> like, war. And quicksand. Uh, volcanoes. <laughs> Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. Quicksand. Yeah. It was something you always heard about but never saw. Yeah. yeah, like you, it's a myth, the quicksand. Like if I was in a in a wooded area, I was like, I hope there's no quicksand uh, in this area. Yeah, you couldn't get out. It was like the earth is gonna <laughs> suck you but in. But but the cool thing is that I do know <laughs> that the only don't struggle, and if so, and you just need someone to throw you a branch, mm-hmm. and then right. you, then you can get. But the more you struggle, you're, you're done. Probably a myth. Too. That's the you're opposite <laughs> of what you want to do. So you were born and raised in New York. Mm, yeah, for the most part, I was born in Rockaway, uh-huh. and. Um, my parents went to school in uh, State College, Pennsylvania, so I lived there for oh, okay. uh, I don't know four or five years. Yeah, and um, I loved it there, and then moved back. Uh huh. Um, and then I lived in Astoria for a while. Yeah. And Astoria is where um, I, I, I mean, it coincided with with the um, time that I was getting into punk rock, mm-hmm. and um, and there was a community there. I mean, Astoria is where a lot of the hardcore music 
bands are coming from. And so I kind of just landed in the best place to yeah. be for that music. And when did you get into music? How old were you? Uh, real early. I mean, my earliest memory of being like, I like bands and I, I'm into it was, um, I remember uh, it was on a July 4th because I had a sparkler. And um, for some reason, do you ever just, I mean, it's the kind of thing that kids do. I just wanted to see what it would be like to put my finger on the sparkler. Right. And I just burnt my finger and I was so bummed out. So I went into my friend's house to get some ice to put on my finger and Yellow Submarine was playing. And I just watched Yellow Submarine with like a piece of ice on my finger and was, that was it. Yeah. I mean, it's such, such an incredible, I mean, now it what seems like more... I watched it maybe 10 years ago and it's like more disjointed and you know, I, I probably have a different critique of it, but uh, as a kid, it was just like, this is the best thing ever. And each song is incredible. And That's fascinating. Yeah. Cause you were dealing with being burned and then freezing. It was an intense and then, time. Like, and then it's coming in and blowing your mind that way. That's a lot. It's How a lot of sensory. You? I was probably like, I don't know, eight, seven, six, mm. some, somewhere in that little zone before you really, you know, we only remember a few things. And then what, and then when did you get a guitar? How'd you start? Um, was it I think I was more closer to teenage years. My dad got me a, you know, kind of crappy acoustic, um, and, but no lessons. So I would just kind of play around on it. And, um, when I was about 13, a friend of mine got guitar, had started taking lessons and they were only like $5 a lesson. Yeah. So for my birthday, I got like $35 and I got five guitar lessons and that was kind of got me on my way. What was the first things that you learned? Uh, Back in Black. Oh, really? was the first song. Straight up, like uh, you, you were on the mountaintop right away. Straight away, I wanted to go, but I went, it was more like, and then um and then i learned um shit i can't remember but i do remember asking in this little small period of months you know where i was into acdc and hard rock and stuff but i was transitioning already that time into punk rock and i asked my guitar teacher uh walter enzer who i still think teaches guitar in rockaway and was nicest coolest guy uh, I want to learn this song, California, California Uberalis by Dead Kennedys. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I will not teach you Dead Kennedys. I find that name super offensive. That's so interesting. And then I just kind of went, okay. And I got to figuring it out myself. I never even thought of that name as offensive until recently somebody mentioned that it yeah, was... Yeah, we mentioned it with the Stu podcast. Oh, was that it? Yeah. Okay. The names that provoke and they make Yeah, Stu brought else. that up. I That's mean, right. massively offensive to yeah, people. his band is called The Negro Problem. The Negro Problem. Oh. Stu and The Negro Problem. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's tricky. Which is tricky. Yeah. But yeah, and then he brought up the Dead Kennedys and I was like, oh yeah, I guess that would be offensive to some, but I, I to, never, to, I never thought of that because yeah. like, when I, you know, they just always were, you know, so it's like to, especially to the, like my parents' generation, boomer yeah, generation. Boom. Uh, yeah. Now that's become the, the go-to insult. Okay. Boomer. It's so lame. <laughs> like that's the thing. It's like, you know what I really am <laughs> sick of is, um, is just how right now, like we can't think of enough ways to divide Insult ourselves and, divide. And, and, and to make ourselves different from other people to be mm -hmm. mad at each other yeah. and, and identify because we're so lost in our identities that like mm -hmm. now, 
you know, the millennials are pissing me off or mm-hmm. the, the boomers okay, are the boomer. worst. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's okay, just like, boomer. let's stop. It's like... <laughs> Yeah. I know that's already done. It's already old. It's already, I already don't like that. I know. I know. It, it was, like the first couple times I heard it, I was like, I was, I was into it. It was funny, but then now it's like, it's ugh, so I'm, w- I'm with you. It's like think of something original, and yeah. it's just like, it's like, and it's funny. Like right before OK Boomer was yeah. happening, it's just like. I mean, that just happened this week, I feel like, okay, boomer, suddenly. And like, like a week before that, I was thinking, you know, the, like, the boomers really screwed everything up in a way. Like, mm-hmm. And I was getting, like, kind of feeling something against mm-hmm. boomers because here we are in this, like, you know, right. crazy situation of all this heavy division. And it's mm-hmm. like, here are these, like, hippies and peace and love, cool people that had, like, all these options. Yeah. Didn't left us with this crap and right. they didn't do anything. So I was feeling resentful f- toward them. And then the okay boomer thing appears mm-hmm. like the next week and now I'm over it. Now I'm just like, why am I pissed off at, at a different generation? Like everybody's just trying to do their thing. Let's, God, everybody, this is a hard world we live in. Yeah, let's be nice every, to it. Every let's, day you got to like get your mind state into someplace decent. Yeah. Let's, that's the challenge. Let's root for each other. I agree. I mean, <laughs> I mean, do you think we went to the moon? You know, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> I thought so for a long time. Of course. But now I'm having some serious doubts. I think uh, it's only logical to have serious doubts about that. Like, like it, you know, and I, obviously I don't know whether we did or not, mm-hmm. I, but it's, you know, I, I was I, on the walk over here um, while I was feeling badass and listening to quick, <laughs> quick Sam music. I thought about asking you that for mm-hmm. some reason. I thought, ask, and I don't always ask that. Yeah. But I don't know why, but I was like, I want to ask him if he thinks we went to the moon and I really don't know where that came from even though I am prone to conspiracy theories because they engage critical thinking and that's fun yes um but and then I thought well I don't know whether we went to the moon or not but it's as at least as uh it's at least as as shady as building seven Let's, I, dude, they're it's so least, connected. It's, it's at least as shady as that. Maybe How did it not, just fall by itself? Maybe the, not quite as shady as Jeffrey Epstein's suicide, suicide, you know? like I mean, but there's definitely some wild shit going on that at this point, you can't be called a quack for questioning it. Like, you can't be... you. I mean, you can be called a quack for questioning it, but, I mean, it gets to a point where it's like, come on, it's at least questionable hey like, I'm, I'm quacking you know yeah. because Quack. someone just broke it down for me the other day and uh and we were just talking about normal stuff maybe we we're talking about building seven yeah and then it naturally led into the moon landing and mm-hmm. my friend was just like there's no way it happened and he just said xyz what did I think. he say um what caught you the, okay these the, he had way way better things well the fact that we haven't been back is is to me like standout weirdness number one because that's just not the way things evolve. I, that you know? to me, I could see. Just we went there. It's a bunch of crap. Let's we let's not go again. It's a bunch of rocks and dust. But if we knew how to do it, then like, you'd think we'd go back. Yeah, just for the shits and giggles. It's a good argument. It. Like it's Unless like it's been a lot of there's years. There's nothing to do there. He said ah, something about that. That's be, what that I thought. Should be conali- or hey. con- what is it? Colonizing is how do you say the word? Co- oh, co- co- colonizing. colonizing. Colonizing it, but then ultimately, who wants the hell to live on the moon? I don't it know. sucks. Somebody does. It's closer than well, Mars. I mean, yeah. just it would be like uh, just you know, like humans are bored. 
I mean, humans want to do things that are entertaining. That would be a billion-dollar industry if they're like. Can you imagine right. the Instagram selfies from the moon? <laughs> like, dude. Like, right. uh, I yes, mean, they're working me. on it. There's the there's yeah. the spinning globe right there, or is it? You know, yeah. Like, I mean, they're like, working on it. Elon Musk and and all these other kind of apparent, ol- a billionaire oligarchs. Yeah. But the thing that struck me was um about the uh the he was breaking down some facts on the on the what it takes to get out of the earth's mm-hmm. atmosphere and yeah. the amount of, of power it takes and also what, the amount of heat and radiation right and the, that these like the stupid Van like allen belt or whatever that is it, it just seemed and the suits that they have like mm-hmm. how like right. not sufficient that is right and the and, tin can that the, they went up there and in. the tin foil <laughs> like like it does look mainly the tin foil it thing does. it's come like on, come on really what is that does. special i don't know what is that tinfoil made out because it looks so cheesy and cheap but then it goes to like what is the conspiracy for like is it i mean i, I you know i know that the the argument is if we're like in a on a spinning ball of like infinitely small and nothingness going you know in this infinite void of nothingness it makes us seem like we're insignificant and it disempowers us or it gaslights our existence so uh-huh. that we somehow can't get a foothold in our reality and explore how powerful we are. Whereas uh-huh. if this is like the main realm, say uh-huh. this earth realm, yeah. we'll call yeah. it, then there is a creator and we are significant beings. Each and every one of us is powerful. I guess that's the conspiracy. Okay. It's, it's yeah. a, that's a, that's a good, interesting take. Yeah. I guess I thought more of it. Like, cause people say, what's the motivation? Why would they do that? Why are they lying to us? And who's they, you know? I guess what I <laughs> thought would be, um, or maybe what someone told me was that in the climate of that time where you have these kind of east-west uh, ideological uh, thing where, you know, we're in a space race, they supposedly put a monkey up in, in uh-huh. or a satellite, yeah. so we had to top them. Oh, no, that part makes That motivation totally makes you sense. You know, the so moon thing. I'm, we I can't was, really do it, so yeah. let, let's just say we did it. Say we and did it's it. like, isn't that what happens now? Like, you, you don't even... The thing you're saying, yeah, you, you can consciously it. know it's not true. Yeah. But if you say it and it, it hits everybody, people can say it's not true, but it yeah. takes like five... It takes so much more time to disprove something once it's in people's heads. Especially back then. It takes five... Especially back then because there's like mm-hmm. so less... There's no uh, all this information. Way to answer in any sort of way to, to reach people's consciousness. So, yeah, you know... I've got my doubts. You mm-hmm. know, I also, at the end, don't know how much it matters. You know, okay, let's just say they totally did fake it. And I'd be like, oh, well, the government makes stuff up. Well, it matters if we don't know the nature of our reality or if, we, or, or if we're specifically lied to about the nature of our reality. Because that means our, you know, like our existence is built on, uh, you know, a gaslight or a false premise. I th- and assume it, that and it is. And it disempowers us that way because we're confused to the nature of reality. So we're easier to enslave. As oh, a I think we're super easy to enslave. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take moon landings. You yeah. know, like if you look, if you look at like, um, cell phones, cell phones, or even, you know, go back 500 years, you know what I mean? You it's just like, I mean, I think religion has has maybe caused more good than harm, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you know, there are systems of control, you know, Mm. uh, feudalism, uh, capitalism, Mm -hmm. you know, all these different structures of control and the moon landing being faked fits into that for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think in a way of like trying to break out of your own personal 
structural thinking mm-hmm. is uh, challenging enough. And but how do you do that? What do you what do you do to do that? I think music is helpful. Absolutely. Because music, you have to draw. You have to put yourself out there. You have to draw from something. And sometimes you know what it is. And sometimes you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And then once you externalize that, different things come into play. And those experiences uh, break from your structure. I mean, there's... Uh, there's things that are like highly structuralized. Like I'm on tour. I know I have to be here at this time. I have to play. I see my friends. We do essentially a lot of the same things, but, um, but yeah, music is a personal means to, to break out because, you know, I do have as much as things are the same and in the chaos, I feel comfort Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, a certain amount of, uh, I know what to expect. Mm-hmm. There is things that will n- surprise me and change my way of, of thinking about stuff, you know, like what? Well, for example, you know, here I am, you're listening to quicksand. We're talking about this kind of thing. We're doing this, we're having this moment and mm-hmm. I'm thinking more seriously about this moon landing thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's from another experience that I had last week backstage with these two guys that I really respect and think they're smart people. Yeah. And, so what else did they say? I'm kind of curious. Um, these are really cool guys because they're Harry Krishnas uh-huh. and, but they're like, not uh, like the people that were against them. were just, we're now are just rolling their eyes. Like, Oh, Harry Krishnas, you know? Yeah. But they're cool. They're like, not, uh, not the Harry Krishnas personally. of my youth. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? The Harry Krishnas of my youth is like, um, you had to say they were Harry Krishnas. Well, I think that, I think that I'm not, I'm not against Harry Krishnas. By yeah, the you way, you shouldn't like, be. No, you shouldn't I'm be. Just, why, no one I'm, should be. I'm Shout teasing. out Harry Krishnas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, the thing is, <laughs> Hari Hari. <laughs> Hari Hari to the moon, Well, I mean, y'all. but the thing is, is that Hari Krishnas w- will believe certain things, or any religious yeah. person is mm-hmm. believing things like either metaphorically or yeah. literally, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not or like committed. The, and and they're, they're, this is part of their organizing principle for like how they mm-hmm. operate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, if you don't believe in religion there's an other organizing principles in which you can do that are secular that are like you know completely valid and great too yeah but they're believing things like you know some crazy it sounds i, I don't want to disparage it because i i have total respect for it but things that sound completely insane right that help them live their lives in a positive way so it's funny to hear them talk about moon, landing. moon landings you know what i mean because of course they're not gonna buy into that, but they will buy into this whole other f- fantastical story. Right. right. And, um, That's a good point. But, they, uh, but they're just smart, cool people, and they're you know, middle-aged Hare Krishnas. They're not like mm. running around in robes and stuff. Mm. Although if they run around in robes, I think That's, that's great. Fair enough. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah, me it's too. It's probably fun. Like, we're, let's go robe shopping. I would be go ro- <laughs> Let's robe out. Yeah. We, I wish we were in robes right now. I'm so tight with my <laughs> usual pants t-shirt combo yeah, what are, it's just what like what am i doing <laughs> so what did they say though oh they were just breaking down you know uh we skipped over a little bit you know we we, we talked about tower seven and just kind of got into uh 
That's so funny. And it just went into moon landing. Yeah. So it's, it's so funny that I had Tower 7 and the moon landing before we did this. This is like, this week. That's crazy. And yeah. like, like we are all connected. I, I think of that. Like um, yeah. the whole idea of cell phones connecting us. But it's like we're psychically connected already. There's a conversation going on with humanity already that's like yeah. more psychic than i think a oh, lot of us yeah. are comfortable admitting to each other oh man and it w- and without the cell phone we'd probably have developed that to a far greater degree to where we could actually just be like silently speaking to each other right now you know like, <laughs> i i agree with you 100 yeah. i mean i think and and again going to music i think that is a real way that that manifests itself i can remember yeah. hearing like i mean what is what is a a what it, what makes you love another artist is is like that they're saying something that you're thinking, but they manifested it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Absolutely. I remember hearing Nirvana is like that's exactly the kind of song I wanted to write. Like oh, that me too. that is in me. It's about every song he wrote. I wanted and to write. you just did it exactly in the right way. Yeah, and like it's like people are thinking the same thing, mm-hmm. but they're not all manifesting it in in uh, you know whatever in song in art mm-hmm. in, in whatever yeah i think <laughs> something interesting about the whole moon landing stuff is just and, and one thing that makes me more even more suspicious of it is people's somehow like real violent reaction to even questioning these things like you're are- an idiot like what you like like you're questioning everything that's been told to us you're a fool Think what are you about crazy it. it's like uh, come on, dude. Like, there's at least enough reason, at least enough clear reasons that we should be questioning things. Like, th- like in the very least, that's true. <laughs> you know, it, like yeah. in a microcosm. I remember playing. Um, uh, I had a friend from Japan, uh, and two two friends from Japan. But one guy I knew really well. He could speak English and Japanese, mm-hmm. and the other guy could only speak Japanese. Yeah, and I can only speak English. So we're playing Risk uh-huh. for like a week. To like till sunrise the same risk game oh yeah and the guy that can speak english and japanese you know we keep playing this game he's beginning to win this game Mm -hmm. but me and the japanese guy are starting to feel that he's cheating because he's giving him information and giving me information based on you know because he's controlling the information he he knows the narrative or the whole narrative yeah and so after a while me and the guy who can't speak english are looking at each other and are just with our eyes going like uh-uh. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're just like, Dwight, what? I mean, I shouldn't say his name. <laughs> Shout out Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight's the coolest guy and he might deny that he was doing this. God, Dwight didn't do it. I Fair enough. Tell. Come on. But dude, I'm, I'm going to defend Dwight, but go ahead. Yeah. But basically, like people that are controlling the information <laughs> yeah. naturally are going to switch the narrative to the thing that puts them in the superior position. Yeah, not, not all. Not, Some people are nicer, and yeah. I'm putting that in quotes, you know what yeah. I mean? Or more fair, again, putting in quotes, but the nature is the power is going to dispense the information in the way that suits its its uh you know continued uh position and that's just to to not question the moon landing i don't know if it's like a combination of you could be youthful and kind of be you know when you're really young and you're really you you become an adult and you're smart because you just you're young and you're really smart and you get it and you haven't like gone through life so you don't have the same kind of cynicism and you might attack those 
you know, um, structures, yeah. you know, like in a kind of Vietnam war. Well, obviously it's a life or death, but mm -hmm. you know what I mean? In those kind of ways, or if like you're at a life now where you have lived and you have seen, and you've seen enough lies and enough bullshit to mm -hmm. go through that you question it and can do it from a more maybe objective and less passionate way more just like say like, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm you're being lied to all the time. I mean, you know, th mm -hmm. there's, what's that movie? They live, you know, uh, with, um, Rowdy Roddy Piper. It's a pretty famous film where you're, you know, you put on these glasses and if you wear these glasses, Roddy Piper's character can see that, um, or the matrix, you know, these kind of like ideas where you're, you're, yeah. you're not seeing what's really going yeah. on, you know what I yeah. mean? And, uh, but yeah, of course we're being lied to, and I think and and people that are threatened by that, yeah, I don't judge them, but, um, you know, the world's a scary place, and I think people are looking for things to like be predictable, yeah, so that they can navigate, uh, and and deal with the problems that they're that they're that are coming coming across their plate in the way that suits them, and for that, you know, um there's an exchange, you know, you're, you're not going to see the, by taking on more, um, a wider viewpoint or like taking a wider view on things or whatever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you smarter. It opens you to more risk, but it also maybe is just what you need to, to keep life interesting. And, and, yeah. and, uh, you know, so I'm not, I'm not like, again, on the Krishna conscious level, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like in a, in a, I don't know, maybe that's not even a good example, but like, I'm more open to believing fantastical shit. Yeah, well, that, that's fun to me. Like, I think yeah, why not? I, it like terrifies some people, but like, I don't know, the nature of my reality has been sort of dismantled and rebuilt so many times that it doesn't really, like, it doesn't freak me out. Good. You know what I mean? It's but a nice I think place for to be. some people, it freaks them out, you know? But like, because then the thing is, though, with the moon landing, is uh. it's like a, sort of a rabbit hole because then it does open to the question of are we on a spinning globe? Like, and what, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, I guess, you know, and I, th I think it's something I said before, and, and I think you're your feeling about it I'm hearing you is I guess to some degree I think with a lot of being open to these ideas you right. know building seven moon landing uh flat earther uh you know whatever the president says these kind of things mm -hmm. like I feel there's no way to substantiate anything right one way or the other it's impossible like but if like and, and so I, I'm interested. Shouldn't there be? Like, just, if, if it, like, shouldn't the nature of this reality be sort of easy to like perceive? If 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 it was if it wasn't suspicious at all, like, couldn't they just put a couple of GoPros on a rocket and send it up, and then like without a cut, let but us people see, wouldn't believe it. Let us see the like the thing. Oh, and there it is spinning, and like you know what I mean. Like, I wish they why, would. Why don't they just do that? Like, I, I wish there was some. That would end the whole debate right, right there. It's spinning pretty fast. You would see the spin on a camera. Like, yeah. <laughs> right, it's easy to just say. Yeah, if like, the camera's just standing in space filming the Earth, it would be. You would see it. It would be bananas. But it would be, like it wouldn't could, be believed. I mean, like, why? why how would you believe it? Because if there was no cut and it was just like a rocket with GoPros 
you know, and it was just like they showed one shot and they showed the rocket go up and break out of the atmosphere and see see that the thing. CGI'd. I exactly. I, I mean, guess, I I, I, lo- I love I, I love guess. that unless you but, are the actual person and it's that important to you mm-hmm. to like know whether it's true or whether it's well, not, and you have the means. Well, I think there's the, the one guy I think that more, shot himself up in a rocket to do that. Yeah. Cool guy. Yeah, he built his own rocket. And what did he, tried, he see? Well, he didn't go out of <laughs> what, what did he say? <laughs> it's on YouTube. You can yeah. watch it. His wife himself. is just like, oh my god. Well, I'll tell you what. There, guy. there's another like the guy. I guess the head of NASA or whatever uh-huh. was like on his gravestone is uh, something about the firmament. Like, there's a biblical passage about the firmament and all that, which is also another one of those like, ugh, come on. Like, this I, is, I don't know what the firmament firmament is. The idea that that we're under a firmament. I don't. I don't. I don't know yeah. either, really. But um, it is a rabbit hole. Yeah, it's a rabbit hole. I guess. Yeah. My point is, is that we can go back to music. I'm I into we, it. We pissed everybody off. Already. I know. Come on. No reason to be pissed off. They're pissed off. Whatever. Yeah. Come on. We're just discussing things. But I, I think sometimes there's a, a. I'm interested in it, and how it kind of like bounces back into your own like every day. Who's to say it? Like, okay, if the moon landing's fake, what else is fake? Right. You know what I mean? What other perceptions am I getting wrong? Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, where is their truth? Like, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, I think it's interesting to, to think philosophically how it all like affects me is, is, um, some ways I feel or I could, or I could put a finger on mm-hmm. and some ways I don't know and don't care. Yeah. Well, that's, he- that seems healthy. I, I, I that's, that's my system of like getting through because yeah. I do get pissed off at, the news yeah because i feel like it's so i used to think that the news was like giving you true information and well yeah it, and it's so not and so now it's just so apparent that yeah, it's, it's not so apparent and, it, it's, and it's, it's so become, frustrating it is frustrating and even like you know whatever the new york times or things that are supposed to be you know f- well they got agendas and they, they have, have and they're everybody so transparent. has everybody has transparent agendas now and it's sort of like yeah it calls it calls everything into question which to me is like an exciting time to be alive. It is, but I'm still, I have to break, I haven't yet broken through. Yeah. I'm still like find myself getting like, God damn it, that's not true. Yeah, or that's bent. Might, yeah, or like or you're trying, partially you're true, using but you're this, bending it you're, this way. That's, that's more it. Like yeah. You're using this to make people think that, and these people still trust you. Yeah. And it's not fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's kind of made me somewhat apolitical. I, I have to say because I because I just don't know what to believe anymore. Like it's like, and and it's hard for me to like, you know, just like get irate about a certain perspective or because I I don't know all the information. Yeah, it's like the perspectives are you know? not even the thing that pissed me off. It's just the the way that these just the the. I guess it's more on the kind of yeah, New York Times side of things mm-hmm. because that's just like culturally where I'm more at coming from New York City and like, right. you know, whatever, how I grew up. I'm more likely to look to the New York Times as like some sort of source. But in a lot of times I just see it as bad as Fox, you know, is just from a different point of view from the top power structure. Right. And it's like, who, who's, where do we go with all this? It's yeah, so what, annoying. Yeah. And, I, and I found myself getting heated about it, which I don't want to do because I don't want to. Um, be I don't want to be upset about something that I can't. Well, I could in some way affect change, mm-hmm. but being angry isn't doing that. No, it makes me kind of go with m- things that I are in my sort of field of control, which is my own mental state and, uh-huh. and things I trust, which is like a. Sp- it, it actually just 
reinforces my spiritual practices like yoga and meditation Great. and getting my mind. There's certain things I can hold on to. Like I'm, I'm sure of Ho'oponopono, which is, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. You know, I'm sure that mantra is real, is real yeah. and makes me and puts me in a place of forgiveness for myself and for others and, and creates peace within my mind. I'm sure of things like that yoga i'm sure mm -hmm. of as a good way of starting my day like i'm just sure of that yeah you know? that's right and, and uh things like that and then i and then i can throw out good vibes and and do the best i can in that way you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i don't know i like I don't that. Know if that's a cop out or not but i feel like it's at least it's like an anchor point and then from there as more information come becomes clear i can maybe reassess i think it's four to fortifying and for you to be you know it's kind of like when you're on a, on an airplane and the mask falls before you put on someone else you have to put on yourself you That's have right you have to be you yeah. have to look after yourself you have to be fortified mm -hmm. to to play the role yeah that you can play and yeah. i kind of want to i'm of the mind that through music through my actions through my friendships mm -hmm. and, and and relationships to like put the world in a better place in the way that I can. Yeah. You know, what do you do t towards that besides music? Do you have any kind of spiritual practices, athletic practices, hobbies or anything? I'm into yoga. I like to run. I love running. Um, I'm I vegetarian. The, I'm, I got the Vibram five fingers. Okay. What is that? That's the running shoes, uh, w that are, uh, I need to update. I keep showing Oh, these. dude, those are crazy. Dude, they just make running so fun. Really? Dude. Bro, it's unbelievable. Honestly. It's I need like, more ankle support, man. I've got weird I'm ankles. I'm going to tell you little... why you don't. Yeah? I'm going to tell you why you don't. Okay, there's some science you're there's about to some, drop. Well, it's, yeah, because uh, there's this book, Born to Run. Uh -huh. Not the Bruce Springsteen autobiography. Right, which I have read. Yeah, I've listened to a lot of <laughs> no, it. No, I didn't read it, but I'm, yeah. I think he's great. Yeah, me too. But um, this uh, they uh, this about like a Mexican tribe of super runners, uh -huh. and they like run. They, they're like, oh, what do you guys? Let's just like run fifty miles today for okay. the hell of it. They do that all the time, and they do it in like you know tr tires or like bare feet or whatever. Shit, I can't even walk in vans in the city for uh, you know. <clears throat> right. Well, the idea time. is like because uh, your your feet are, and I, I've said this already on another podcast, but so bear with me, people that listen to every episode thank <laughs> like, you uh, oh, is, this part, is yeah. this a part of the, the yeah. plug are you trying, trying to get another for pair for free to, <laughs> I have three pairs already I'm oh, obsessed I'm trying to get a pair for free I'm yeah. obsessed oh, yeah, yeah like but what they do is they like if you have like padded heels then you heel strike and you like shock your knees and your hips and you yeah. actually create injuries I believe that when you're supposed to yeah. be protected but like again I guess it's kind of a microcosm of what we're talking about uh -huh. because it's like in a way that that's like you know the technology of your foot is uh -huh. perfect right like, and and what it is is you run more gazelle like you run lighter on your feet you have to retrain and and your ankles actually have all these muscles that start to get sore in this and so you're building all these muscles okay. and then they protect it actually protects your knees and your hips because uh -huh. you're not striking so right. hard so that's the idea but it just makes it it's like it just makes something that's like you know, you've been doing your whole life running, walking, like super fun again because it's like a new, a you, new like practice. you didn't think, oh, I could. This is a new practice, like, and and you're building it and 
building better technique. I'll give it a whirl. It's pretty fun. You you got to start out slow. You can you know just go run like a mile. You know, uh-huh. like it's not much, and you'll get real sore in your calves and stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. But there's a curve to it. Oh yeah, no, you're building it, building it up, uh-huh. and then so you be like in my yoga practice now. I used to have a problem with the balancing postures, like uh-huh. the one foot things yeah. and stuff. And then since I've been walking around it's and running it. with these, it's improved it dramatically. Because it's like, well, I realize those like one-legged balancing postures. There's all these it's muscles. Micro, uh, it's micro. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting. And so it's like kind of like, and then when I'm boxing too, like on my feet, it's uh-huh. like all of a sudden my feet, like, because when you're jumping rope, that's all about like being on your toes uh-huh. and like you box getting, with those on as well. I have, I, I'm boxing with these boots on uh, now, okay. but like uh, I have boxed with those. It's kind of weird to box with those, but yeah. um. But the the foot development is helping the boxing. So cool. And you, and you got to get the socks to match the socks. I want the whole yeah. gear. Yeah, you get the the, the toe socks. Toe socks. Oh, sick! <laughs> you know those exist. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that was my first question. How do you put socks on? Like, so- oh, you, you buy those socks. <laughs> you got to get different socks. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> cool. That's fun. That's like reminds me of, la- of that episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm where uh, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff's wife finds a pair of uh, of um, of underwear in uh, uh, in Jeff's car. Mm-hmm. I forget her name, and uh, so he makes up Susie. the story. Susie. So he he she he makes up the story that Larry's wearing women's underwear. Yes. And just Larry's wearing, it's like you're wearing these That's little. hysterical. I, I missed that episode. Oh, it's a good episode. That's, that sounds So you're just like hanging out, but you have these different socks on and no one knows. No one knows. That's my little that secret. That's pretty cool. My little toes are like, oh. you know, it's all of a sudden you like, like your toes. How, like, how many years did I just ignore toes? I'm not thinking about my toes individually too At much. All. But see, my toes, each one is a, a personality. I'm mainly thinking about my two main guys <laughs> up at the top of the toe, of the yeah, foot. Yeah. They seem to be doing most of the work. Right, but there's all these other ones. <laughs> yeah, man. So what are you working on right now? What's going on? Um, Right now, I'm in a kind of chill zone, but I'm writing... Um, uh, we made a quicksand album a couple of years ago, and so starting to kind of mull around what what the next record would be. And Is it going to be quicksand? Yeah, and also I'm always working on on a number of things, and uh, I kind of oh let it you know I ha- you know I don't know if you're like me, but my phone is just full of memos. Yeah, you know, just different directions. If I'm always, some of them get completed real quick, and some of them just exist. If I'm just like looking for another thing, but I guess the next thing I do that that's coming up is I'm doing a tour with Gorilla Biscuits in January in Europe, um, and it, it's going to be a real big tour and a lot of fun. Some that's for great. That. Yeah. How long is that for? Uh, it's uh, almost two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, which is about the best time that you could do a tour i think after two weeks i'm usually good yeah well it keeps you sane to just do short shorter spurts yeah and i i have a of a 11 she's gonna be 12 soon year old daughter and my wife i like to be home as much as i can be wow congratulations thank you yeah yeah, yeah. how how'd you meet her um just downtown new york life Downtown New York. Yeah, right? yeah. I used yeah. to live in this neighborhood too, which is nice to come back here. I had a friend that lived on Barrow Street. Uh huh. But um, where do you live now? Now I live in Williamsburg. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, good I, yoga studios there. I go to yoga for the people. Me too, dude. It's the best. I fucking love yoga. It's for the, the people. best. It's the right. I go to other ones, but that's uh, that's one of my go tos. I think it's as the well. best. I mean, how many things are like 
donation based where everyone's supporting it and everybody in there is is just I don't know the 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 um you know knock it out in an hour yeah it's not pretentious not pretentious at all and I like that it's just it's people power yeah I love it I love it too yeah how long you've been doing yoga oh probably like 15 years wow yeah longer than me yeah um and kept it up regular huh? yeah I always have practice I mean I'm not I I don't it's kind of like running like I haven't run any marathons or anything I just do it sort of for um you know like it's good to have kind of routines and hobbies and especially ones that are affirming you know, if I could do a yoga class, it's like, okay, shit, I got to be there at this time. I got to get the clothes on, get the mat, make mm-hmm. sure I got time to chill, be there, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, turn the phone off. I turn the phone off. I need the time to, you know, before it and after it mm-hmm. and, you know, get through it. Like maybe I'm not really feeling it today. Maybe yeah. I'm really hyped up. I don't know. That's, that's uh, you know, maybe I really need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing with running. It's like, that that microcosm of a of a struggle to like just do the thing that you gotta do but when you're in there and you're doing yoga and you're in the middle of a class and even if it's hard the end you've just gone through this whole saga and you've come out the other end and you remember what it was like at the beginning and now you're at the end of it and you can contemplate that whole run and um in the middle you're kind of like you separate from your body Mm -hmm. your mind separates from your body and, um, you know, it's similar to a feeling like if you're playing a good show, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Where Flow you, state. Yeah. You're just like, you're not really connected to the actions of your body in, in a way. Yeah. You're in a flow. And, um, after I finish a good run or a good yoga class or even not a good run or not a good yoga class, mm-hmm. I feel empowered, Yeah, you know, because I've gone through and a lot of times I'm, if I'm running, you know, I might contemplate different things that have happened, different things are coming up or something like that. It's almost like an effective It's a meditation. It's a meditation. Do you have headphones on or do you run without? I will generally run with, but sometimes without just to, yeah. because either I can't find friggin' headphones in the house or I usually always run with them. I and w- that's my, you know, my business is, I mean, you know, whatever, for lack of a better word, business is like, is music. Mm-hmm. So like, I want to be on a path with that i don't want to be stagnant in that and so like running if i'm listening to something cool i'm just listening and i'm not like thinking oh damn it i'm sick of running (laughs) you know what i mean or like i want to stop it'll feel good to stop yeah and uh keeps me going and i'm discovering new influences and you know whether i'm thinking about it consciously or if it's just kind of seeping in you know it's all good you listen to music when you run or mantras i've started to get into podcasts but um but more music because i want to just know you know if i'll listen to my own stuff sometimes to see like where i'm at with it yeah i like that like if i'm working on an album yeah like do i like this verse needs something yeah uh or or um i got it for that part you know that'll sometimes pop out when i'm running because i'm experiencing it from a from a different angle when you're on the road do you find yoga studios and running or do you what do you do on on the the road road, um i more often 
run yeah because i want to see the town it's easier to just you know i don't have to like get an uber to the place it's a great way to see the town yeah i always think discover things fools are sitting at the club yeah even like i'm surprised sometimes even if you like stay overnight at some truck stop motel vibe Mm -hmm. or some like middle of nowhere sometimes you go on a run in those and you find like oh all of a sudden i'm in a nature park or like you find like wild things hell yeah especially in europe you yeah. can like see some oh shit there's like a, a castle back here what the hell yeah you and know yeah it, like it really unfolds yeah and i and actually when i'm in yoga one of the places that i will go in my mind is like i'll just find myself in some place that i went to on a run mm-hmm. that you know i mean i've obviously i've gone on you know over the years on thousands of runs but all of a sudden i'll be time traveling to this place and be like oh wow that was cool and don't you want to run a marathon or challenge yourself in that way or not really? I do want to, but I have not yet um, taken the steps. And I guess maybe my excuse is that I don't have enough time to really properly train. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just came back from a tour. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going away next week. Um but you know, people that really want to do it figure well, out. I mean, to do it. yeah, it's. I guess it's, I just don't really want to. You do don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. It's yeah. not like it's understandable. It would be cool because I'd be like, yeah. yeah, I ran a marathon. I know what that's about. What's the longest you've run? I was training for a marathon, like I don't know, I guess twelve, thirteen miles, and I was doing training for like a half marathon, and in a class. That's the longest I've run is thirteen miles. Yeah, I want to outdo that this year for sure. Yeah, I th- I felt like then I, I was keep, ripping it. I, I could keep going. Like once you're there, yeah, you know, you set those goals. But like you know, I'll do like the East River. Like I um I'll start around you know East River, around like sort of tenth uh-huh. East Side, and then run all the way to the West, like around the whole tip, yeah, Manhattan, all the way up it's the amazing. West Side Highway to the to like Fourteenth, and, uh-huh. and then run back all the way, and that's like thirteen miles. It's fantastic. It's an awesome run. And you finish that and your body's just like, yeah, dude. Yeah, that, talk about getting high. You're cool. Let's That's do That's better this. than smoking weed. Oh, come on. Yeah, like, for sure. Smoking is. weed's easy. Yeah. 13 miles, you got to like put in the time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get this guy to get to yoga with me. I think he would love Yoga's it. Yoga's hard, I think, for sometimes people to like embrace I or think. to like start maybe we should go to yoga to the people that's a good uh, yoga to the people is good i think one. and i, I would, find the hardest thing is to just start just yeah. to commit to getting up mm-hmm. walking out the door but discipline is freedom it. i think that there's like with yoga and i worked at a um at integral yoga when i was in um and a hardcore kind of got me more to f- feel chill with it but i worked at integral yoga on 13th street right around the block or not too far from here and um so I went to yoga when I was like 18 or 19 and, um, but had I not had that experience, I mean, yoga seems Eastern and cultish and, mm-hmm. uh, I think although now it's getting more guys are into it, it's like this feminine kind of realm. Uh, so I think that that is intimidating, um, in some ways. And also because everyone knows the poses and you don't when you That's first start I asked the other day yeah. Can I just show up just I don't start know yeah. but I think if you have the just idea of just being like help you. having a friend <laughs> and not caring whether you get it right because it's not yeah. about getting it right yeah. it's like most things in life it's like showing up yeah you know what I mean and it's the only thing that makes me happy is, push, battle, is pushing myself up. in these ways so but, much of it and not to put the expectation on yourself because yoga is like at, 
it's not sports. You're, you're not going to win yeah. at yoga. Yeah. I mean, some people look naturally beautiful in all these poses because <laughs> their body is predisposed to it. Yeah. Your shit can look janky as hell, but if it's connecting with all of your, you know, it with the way your body's rigged up, your body's going to go, yeah, I love this. Yeah. You're cool. Did you ever have like any kind of drug problem, alcohol issues or anything like that? I, th- thankfully, no. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, I've probably, there's probably people I've said really, you know, mess up things I was rude to or something like that would disagree with me. I'm not me. asking you if you're a saint or not. <laughs> yeah. No, but I never had anything where I needed to yeah. get, you know, be, uh, nothing like that really. No, hmm. I, I, I'm pretty, uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty, uh, what, you don't have it? those kind of demons. Not so much. No, I kind of have a your, sense. What are your demons? Do you have demons? You must, you must have a shadow. I mean, I think everyone has a, a, a darkness in them and I think it comes out through music, mm-hmm. you know, um, probably in my, in some of my reactions to things like will be more well, I'll notice them mm. of more observe what those demons are like, or if I, especially having a child is a really good way to, to notice it because if I'm reacting to whatever a situation is and you know, my, like whenever I find it, like there was some time not too long ago where I said, listen, we're doing it because I said we're doing it. So get dressed and let's get out. That seems like it's okay. Uh, that's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. I mean, every once in a while you got to, you know, drop the other foot or whatever. Okay. So maybe it's not, it's not like some real, I'm not, it's not abuse. I'm not, no, it's certainly not know, abuse. It's not abuse. But it's like when you have a child, you're trying to like instruct them in the ways of expectations and what is, what's right. Okay. So yeah. I acted that way. I wasn't like, I'm going to apologize now for it. But you no, know, the next day I said, Hey, listen, I was mad about something else completely unrelated to you. Mm-hmm. And so that came out against that in that circumstance in a way that like I didn't have to say it that way or whatever you know and how did your child react to that she appreciated it that's nice and she was cool about it and she's 10 you said or 11 she's 11 she's gonna be 12 uh, and how long were you with your wife until you had a kid maybe a couple few years couple uh, plus yeah you know I was I was you know uh, I was kind of I was 38 so I th- Oh, you Cons- were 38? Yeah, I consider myself kind of at that time How old. How old are you now? I'm 50. Oh, okay. I'm 48. Yeah. I'm about the same. So I consider myself kind of like, you know, if I'm going to do this, let's do it. Right. You know, at that point. That's the right age for it, 38. I think it's kind of, I mean, I don't feel bad about it, but it's like, you know, I have a friend that's... I still, I want to do it. I'm older, but I feel like I could still have time to do it. Oh, you still have time to do it. Yeah, for so? sure. Of course. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean... Well, you're not the one carrying the baby, so the age isn't an issue. I'll yeah. Be, I'll be carrying the baby in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, being, father, being a father is amazing. Yeah. It's great. Uh, but I, in that... in If I see, like, my... I mean, I, I think sometimes that will be something where it's like, I'm not acting in the way that I want her to learn from. Right. And so then I'll, I'll kind of notice it. But I mean, it's not demons. I'm not like no, yelling at her. No, that's not demonic. Um, I, maybe in music, I try to like, I think a lot of my demons kind of stuff, and I don't know, I, I think this is maybe for a lot of people, hopefully. And, and you know, I didn't come from a, a, a home of abuse or like I didn't come from a place where trauma. I had like really serious trauma. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, 
I kind of got through, I think, a good portion of that in my 20s and early 30s through therapy and just living. Nice. You know. When you were having the kid, were you nervous about being able to provide doing being an artist? Um, no. No? I just figured it all I'll work out. It's worked wow. up until it worked out till then. It'll keep working out. That's amazing cuz that that faith I I still sometimes struggle with that like a yeah. little here and there. Like, oh, is this going to, you know, I, what you I, have, I have moments of fear, you know, usually I'm pretty faithful and I yeah. like think it's going to work out. But every once in a while, I'm like, oh, no, what happened? You know, like, what am I going to do? You know, yeah, yeah, and then know. if I add a kid to that equation, I think I would panic. Uh, I mean, the thing is, is like, it's your kid. You're going to have to you're going to come through. Yeah. You know, you're going to, you're going to figure out, I will do whatever the hell I got to do to make it work. I Did mean, it help your music and help your craft? Do you think, or it have no effect? I think the effect that it would have is for me that I notice is that my, I'm more wise or I'm more conscious of where my time is spent. Right. You know, where I, up until then I could do anything I wanted, wake up whenever I wanted, stay out as late, do mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and I had a very free, easy life which was cool mm-hmm. and then when it became uh you know constrained in some ways or, or reined in in the fact that i had to be there for this that and the other when i did choose to do something it would be more about okay how interested am i in this yeah what where do i am i going to grow from it creatively is it paying is it uh you know so you're my i started to narrow down my criteria where more is like easy breezy you know and i think in that way it was helpful so if like i'm going to do a a creative thing and it's going to take me away from that it's got to be worth it in a way i'm a little bit more discerning yeah you know but not a jerk not like miserly but but more discerning more conscious of everything yeah Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah man that's awesome that you've built that life like that. And you only wanted to have one kid or did you guys try to have another? Or uh, we, I guess I only wanted to have the one and right. um, considered having a second one. But after a while, if you, I think if you don't knock it out within a certain confi- I mean, this confined period, a couple of years, couple of few yeah, years cause then you got to go through the whole You're just thing getting your life back and you're like, yeah, you're like you know, yeah. we're out of diapers. She can do shit by herself. And yeah. it's like, do I really want to <laughs> go back? We got a dog last year and that was like, oh, God man. damn it, dude. I just did that. He just did the whole Oof. thing. Let me tell you, I was like, I did it for my daughter and my wife. Yep. And um, we got the, she's such an incredible dog, but you know, housebreaking her. And at that time my wife was in LA and I'm like potty training this dog in the wintertime, coming to, up and down the stairs like 10 to 12 times a day. So she doesn't shit in the house. Yeah. I got worn out after a few months. But now, you know, whatever, years later, I love this dog. I come home. She's so psyched to see me. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Uh, you know, my wife carries more of the of the walking responsibilities. But when I take her out for a walk, like, we have a great time. But um, that was kind of going back to diapers. For What's a your dog's name? Mimi. Mimi? Yeah. She's... Uh, what kind? She's, uh, she's a rescue from, um, from Taiwan. So she's a Taiwanese mountain dog. Wow. And, um, you know, a lot of Asian countries, they have the dot, they have, you know, kind of like Mexico or, you know, I don't even want to categorize Mexico, you know, where they have a different value for dogs Mm -hmm. and over there, they even eat the dogs. So, uh, they're sending dogs (laughs) over, which seems it's not environmentally cool because they're flying the dogs all the way over to America, Mm -hmm. but she's just so wild looking. She looks like, um, it's like one of the oldest dog breeds. So, she just looks like a like a wild dog. She's right. amazing. That's interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you. So do. You, um, do you? I want. I, I want to bring up the environment now that you yeah, brought that up. I was like, hoping you would. Oh really? I was hoping you'd get around to it. Yeah, really? why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've been well, skirting around it the whole time. What do you think? Of, what do you think? Do you think that? Do you believe? Like, because it goes in line with our other conversation yeah. about like what can what can you believe? Do you believe uh, in the sort of twelve years left sort of panic mode, or do you think that's overhyped? Or what? What's your theory on on that? My thinking about it lately, something that's occurred to me, and it's sort of. I don't know how it's all going to play out, but yeah. um, I think one of the problems is I think in people's thinking, like we have to get in touch. It's it, it's sort of uh, we have to get in touch with the finite nature of our lives, mm-hmm. where because it, it, it that's the smaller the the microcosm of what's going on with our environment. It's like yeah. you know I think a lot of our culture and a lot of our thinking is influenced by the thought that there's some afterlife. You know what I mean? Some Mm -hmm. people believe in it quite literally to where like, so you you start to let the guard down of what does it matter if the earth's going to die anyway? We're all going to be up in heaven, whether that's Nirvana or whatever it is. The real world is not here. The real world is in this other metaphysical plane. And I think that, and not in an atheistic kind of way at Mm -hmm. all, I appreciate the finite nature of our lives. So it's like everything I do is against this clock and it's important that this earth survive because this is our time and we need to value it higher and, Uh and, and every day, every day. And I think our thinking is just lazy and, and, and there's so many sadly, uh, you know, power structures, people are going to be fine. You know what I mean? And and if you've got a situation that's good, if you're sitting on the top of a coal, board or whatever you know you're not going home and thinking i'm evil destroying the environment you're thinking something else i'm creating jobs i'm creating jobs or whatever you have to do to tell yourself that this is a cool job you know what i mean or what i'm doing they don't go home to their kids knowing like i'm destroying the world for the future Mm -hmm. for for your you know they're thinking something else if they're like thinking we're gonna have enough money to send you on the rocket ship to you know to this great moon colony we're building um so I just, I'm thinking, I guess I'm concerned just the way people are, are considering it and how much uh, sort of laziness there is about it and, and, and also the, the, the feeling of, of um, you know. You mean okay. laziness of people that aren't concerned with the environment? Just the, just the lack of, of people to organize to, to affect change in a real way because there's so much against it. You know, even like, okay, uh, Slavoj Žižek is a, a philosopher. He, he, he often brings up the example of a contemporary philosopher, you know, Starbucks, you go to Starbucks because you're, when you buy a cup of coffee, they're giving a nickel to the rainforest or something like that. You know, this kind of thinking. So you go and you, yeah, I gave a nickel to the rainforest. I'm feeling pretty good. I drank this coffee. You know, people, it, what needs to happen I think is that, you know, which I think is, and and not to be political on this, but just as an example, if you don't like him or think he's, you know, on on whatever policy things you might disagree with, but someone like Bernie Sanders is actually creating a people movement that is independent of all these corporate 
interests and corporate interests, it doesn't mean that the people out in the corporations are all evil people, but by nature, it's serving a different interest than uh, what the human interest is. It's related mm-hmm. to human interest, but it's not really a human interest. And I think, how do you organize a, a, a people's movement that affects change for everyone's life to improve? Mm. You know what I mean? And, and for everybody's life to be more, more uh, easily navigated, you know yeah. what I mean? And have more potential for, for uh, you know, for good times. And I, and I think that's what, it ties into the environment and it ties into healthcare and it just ties into like, how are human beings going to continue on you know is it going to be a matrix kind of world or a brave new world mm-hmm. or you know this sort of like um narcotized existence or are we going to what do you mean narcotized well we're out of out of our heads man we're like looking at instagram we're like uh like narcissism type of n- a narcissism yeah but i mean my, like the narcotics of, oh, of, narco- of narcotics yeah, yeah of, of, of 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 advertising of um you know, the different uh, little alleyways we find ourselves in. And and, um, I think the environment ties into that. Do I think it's going to end in 12 years? I mean, I have no idea. I I haven't done the research. I'm sure there's all kinds of differing opinions about it. I guess it's just a matter of, of, uh, I'm really hoping that it doesn't really, the shit doesn't really go down until my daughter can have grandchildren and maybe great grandchildren. I'm just hoping the best for my line. You know, somewhere down the line, that's pretty far away. And you know, because uh, yeah. I want her to have a nice life. I want her to experience the things that I've experienced in a way that's, you know, um, you know, because uh, that's the uh, the way it should be. You know, you should be kind of. Yeah, I just have a natural questioning now towards anything that creates like massive public fear and massive public despair because Uh you know so anything that is towards that yeah i have some suspicion about just because it feels like a control mechanism well for sure i mean there could be i mean the other side of the thing is but that's not to say that there might not that i don't believe that there are real troubles and real dangers that's not to say that it's just to say there's a you know because of what we were just talking about with the media and everything like that there's just a natural air uh, bubble of suspicion that comes just underneath it. I don't necessarily subscribe to the orthodoxy of like, okay, so we've got to make solar panels everywhere. I mean, you look, you jump in the other car, you could just say that this is, this is very easy to like freak people out to get them to do things that are unnecessary. Right. And that is the other side of it. And, you know, maybe this is just the, you know, the other argument is, um, this is the natural patterns of, of, of weather and all these kind of things. And there's people that stand to gain, from uh, creating fear about the environment. Yeah, um, or just fear in general. I just think as a base thing, mm-hmm. if there's a movement towards respecting the environment, if there's a movement towards um, less cars, uh, less fossil fuels, I mean, mm-hmm. just fossil fuels, burning forests, this is not good things. No. You know, what, you know, if there's a movement towards doing less of that, That's regardless good. of who profits from it, yeah. like I'm for it because... Um, you think about the, the suffering in the Middle East and how that suffering, I mean, it's, you know, we're all a family. If someone yeah. is in your family is, is being tortured and suffering, that, that comes home. You yeah. know what I mean? That's part of our suffering. And I think that... Yeah, we are all, all one. And I think the oil, the, the, this 
the, the greed and the, and the, the massive uh, effort to try to control it and how that relates to the environment, everyone is suffering for that. Yeah. And I think if you look at, um, you know, everyone is suffering for the forests and being burned down for, uh, you know, because we're doing tariffs on China. They need more soybeans. So they burn down more rainforest in Brazil, which creates more environmental tragedy. And we lost all this forest. And, you know, it's just this, everyone is suffering for this. Mm -hmm. And I think anything that goes toward alleviating that suffering, I am for, regardless if people are, are going to manipulate it for their own gain. You know, I just think in as a general direction, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Did you see uh, the Tesla truck that just came out this, mm. this week? It looked pretty far out. I love the way it looks. Yeah. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if that's... Did I, you see it? I saw it. It was a disaster what happened there. Well, yeah. not really. Well, how was a disaster? He broke the window. He, I got to pee. I'll be right back. They yeah. came out with the new <laughs> Tesla car. And the the whole spiel for it was like it was bulletproof uh -huh. and the glass is shatterproof. Oh, no. And it's all this thing. And in the launch, somebody took like a metal ball to prove it. And like first they took a jackhammer to the door and it was fine. Uh -huh. And I was like, let's throw this metal ball at the window. And it broke. And he threw the metal ball in the window, like almost shattered. Oh, and Elon damn. Musk went oh shit like yeah. oh fuck and then he's like let's try the other window and he threw the metal ball at that and that too like cracked. damn so uh his stock like plummeted he lost like 180 million dollars or something like instantly just because of that but yeah it'll you come know back. they'll fix it yeah um and they already have orders for it but it was just like it was just so it was just classic i don't see it catching on in upstate new york <laughs> it I looks mean, I know it's just like when the Hummer came out. I don't know if you if you remember uh -huh. that it was like a big like a military vehicle yeah. that went to the public. Yeah. And nobody could afford it. You know, yeah. you saw rappers with it, but I don't know what the the purpose of the bulletproof uh Yeah, why did truck he is is right now? But you know, he's got money. He does a lot of interesting stuff if you watch interviews with him. Yeah. No, I know what he's happened with the window. What? So, because they were doing the test, like, where they, like, smashed the baseball bat into the door. Yeah, that worked. The jackhammer. Or Okay, yeah, ja yeah, yeah. whatever. Not jackhammer. It was sledgehammer. 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 Sorry, sorry, yeah. So, um, and that, what what happened was they it did, they did the that window. first. It made the window come down just a little bit. So, the window is Watch shatterproof it if it's flush. Okay. Uh, so, that's what happened. But, I mean, also, there's, like, <laughs> theories that it's, like, whatever. that it was done on purpose because publicity yeah and we're talking about it yeah, and, it, and, and it's not going to do anything to like dislike dissuade anybody from getting that and plus there's a hundred dollar hundred dollar buy-in for that thing there was two hundred thousand pre-orders on it like yeah. and it's a you can, it's a refundable hundred dollar deposit on uh -huh. it so so like to get your order in so that yeah. gives them uh, Twenty million dollars of a, of, of a he's uh, brilliant. Uh, no, it's, it's brilliant. It's like and plus that's just in the first whatever couple of days. Imagine how many yeah. millions of dollars they're gonna get to play around with. It's like you know. I would love to have been at that board meeting to yeah. be the guy. Okay, it yeah. looks cool to me. I mean, some people think it looks terrible. I could get it, but I think it looks. I think once you see it driving it looks around, like Mad Max. It's like I want cars to look like Mad. I want right. to live in a world where. Things it are, looks like yeah. Mad Max. If we're here some, now, let's just do, you know bring it. You know what I mean? It's like, I bring it. <laughs> Besides, I also think like, uh, you know, it's a truck. You could go touring in that thing. 
I guess I don't see how the, where the bed of it is. I no, it's only bigger. Seen it from it's the bigger profile. than a normal. It's okay. more storage space than a normal truck. And it only costs forty thousand dollars. And it looks like Mad really Max. that's so cheap. Yeah. See, so that's I'm gonna I'm awesome. gonna put a hundred dollars down on it. I mean, I just think about because I want to manifest that. Think about all those cars. They're like silent. Yeah. They're just like. Uh, oh I wait, mean, it's is a this cool truck idea. electrical too? Yeah, fuck yeah, oh, dude, and it's point. like so fast, it's killing. Got it. Yeah. yeah so do you think? Do you? Um, <laughs> do you ever do things like? Because I want, I want to do that. I want to, I want to buy that truck and yeah. have that truck. You should. And I think I'm gonna do it, and I want to manif- work on manifesting it. Do you do things like that? Do you believe in manifestation, and do For you sure. practice anything towards that? For sure. I What's mean, your practice? Um, I guess I see it in those terms would be enough of my practice. Like, do I, what do I, Put it in is there an outcome that I'm looking to achieve here? Cause, mm-hmm. um, sometimes you're just feeling something out. I'm not sure if I want this to work or whether I don't. And if I really want it to work, mm-hmm. the chances are much higher if I put that into the thing that I'm doing. Cause some things I can do and kind of be like, I, I was playing with this band, Youth Today, and I'm the bass player. I f- like being the bass player. Youth of Today? Youth it? of Today, yeah. Uh-huh. Because being the bass player, I mean, in this band, anyway, I, th- I love playing bass. I think bass is so essential. A good bass player in a band I love it. is such a, it's like the intangibles of why a band is like amazing. Killing. John Paul Jones. Or just good, you know what yeah. I mean? And, um, but in this band, maybe it's not an, any exception to it, but as maybe it's just my role in the band, I don't feel like I'm in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. I'm more like a good team member in that. So that's kind of cool to not have to think whether it's, but in my own choices and things that are really important to me, you know, there's, there's a certain like, uh, you know, we're talking about being a parent. Like I want my daughter to, I want that to be a real success. I want to manifest her as being prepared for all these different things. There's, I mean, a songs, you know what I mean? Like I need the song to be great. This is going to be one of my great ones and I'll get into it. Some other songs I'm like, this is cool. I got to finish it mm-hmm. and I'm going to do my best to finish it. So maybe manifesting my ambition there is like lower, you know what I mean? Mm. And then, you know, you, sometimes you, I mean, you know, sometimes a song you make, you think it's your best song ever and it's f- amazing. And people are just like, Oh yeah, cool. A song that you think is like, not your best work people are like holy shit this rules i know you know it sucks <laughs> <laughs> i like it when they say holy shit this rules no matter what it is yeah but i'll always take that <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll always take yeah. that you know what i mean yeah. and um the best combination is you think it rules and other people think it rules mm-hmm. that happens from time to time but it's kind of like you know and the price is right when it kind of like the the wheel hits like one dollar you know perfectly um it's like that green one dollar. Yeah, that green one dollar, you know. Boom. Sometimes you'll get a, you know, whatever the <laughs> two gold ones are next to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you get a want one. You have to walk yeah. on. What's the nicest thing a fan has told you about your work or something that's moved you? Uh, generally, I mean, I don't have one exact Example. thing in the front of my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh but, you know, when someone will say that this really got me through something, mm. you know, yeah. because that is the, you know, there's so many artists. And for me, the tough times, and it, probably for most people, you know, in your teenage years and, you know, you can have tough times in your adult life that are really hard, much harder than your, your 
teenage years, but your teenage years are your introduction to things being shitty mm -hmm. in some ways. And so, you know, there are certain artists that got me through those times and how meaningful that was to, to have that branch. So if somebody says that to me, then I feel like, okay, cool. Then yeah. I'm, I'm doing my, I'm, I'm doing my good work. Who did that for you? Um, I mean, it's not PC to say this probably anymore, but, um, the Smiths were great. Why, why is that? Oh, because Marcy's, Marcy's like a racist now, or he maybe he always was, and now maybe it's coming more. Is he, or did he say stuff that I think people deemed that? I mean, I think it's that. I think it's probably. I think he's probably like an average I mean, English dude from the north of England. Uh, well, I don't. Racist. I don't know the story, but you know, I, I'm. I have friends I'm, that are pretty offended by him. Uh, I don't know what he did, but I'm just. I think he like big upped some dude that, or no, he shut someone down. This like. Uh, uh, a black artist in England and he said oh. he was like bitter about I mean it's probably being construed in some ways but he's always flirted with right wing stuff Contro controversy yeah but in, in my youth I think he anyway, Smith, his lyrics Smiths are he's the, still more the be, one of the best ever, I mean come so on like, I mean I don't, I don't want to get into that whether it's PZ or not yeah. I mean, I mean you think Smiths about under the iron unreal. bridge we kissed like yeah. uh, you know yeah. uh Shyness is nice, but shyness uh, can stop you. You know, like there's a light that never goes if out. There's a light that never goes out. Like just these, if a ten truck, ten truck, uh, ten, truck, uh, ten, ten truck kills the both of us to yeah. die by your side, you know, like these little ideas mm -hmm. are the um, are the kind of things that you can hold on. Someone is yeah. like in a in a place they that they celebrate the gorgeousness of existence, don't they? It, and I I'm. At times that I need it, that was I was completely grateful mm -hmm. for that. Um, in another the cure too, the cure too. I mean, you know, in between days, I, I could listen to that on forever. Love Just listen, song. Uh, That's love one of my favorites ever or even boys love don't cry boys don't cry car i love cats you know just joy the feeling yeah. of joy of of of, mm -hmm. of uh how life can be joyous and robert smith i get the idea is a really cool dude i think he is that's by all reports yeah i've heard that several times yeah uh he comes off that way and so you know there's artists like that that just allowed you to see into a different world and you know and they don't all have to be you know, Joy Division was awesome too. Amazing. That really helpful to me to see, like, to feel darkness. Did you see Anton Corbin's film? I think I watched a little bit of it. I have a real trouble with watching bio biopics. It's hard to. I love a good biopic. If they're, they're almost good. always like that one was particularly good. Is I it good? Feel. Okay, I, I think so. Okay, I'll give it another try. Most biopics tend to be great made-for-TV movies. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I love them, but, like, I can't take them 100% seriously. Yeah. They're <laughs> tricky. Know? They are tricky. The Queen one was really good, actually. I like the Elton John one. I didn't see it. My daughter, all of a sudden, is, like, super into Queen. and It was uh, entertaining. They left yeah. a lot out. Yeah, I mean, it didn't get as but real as it could. It was clean and, it yeah. was, you know. Yeah. Powerful. And he's hugely successful. You yes. know what I mean? Where it, like, hit the whole country. I mean, there's so few things now that are really cool that hit the whole country. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, where everyone's... On board. On yeah, board for something that's... There's a consensus that's, with Queen. <laughs> yeah, it's a generally a good thing. You know, the Queen, they weren't my, like, favorite band growing up, but I think they're on the side of good you know mm -hmm. 
I've heard some conspiracy theories about that too. Finally, but I don't want to go into it. Okay, it's, it's you know, like, like why? I don't want to go back into conspiracy theories, but you but know, we're what, gonna what, go the, right the, back. The earliest, <laughs> the earliest conspiracy theory I remember. What keep in mind, I grew oh, about up, about Eddie's death. Or no, I I grew Freddy? up. Freddie, Eddie. I grew yeah. up. Yeah. Van no, Hill. it's not Queen related. I grew up in uh, in Israel, very huh. removed from whatever was going on music wise. Huh. But they had that Paul McCartney is dead uh, uh, conspiracy yeah. theory, which I heard on the radio and I had it on cassette. What? And I used to like, have Paul you ever heard dead. it? Paul, that was in the 60s, though. Paul is no, dead. dude, Paul is dead was a huge conspiracy. Mm. Huge. I'm, not, I'm not into that. Oh, I'm that not he into was those. The, there was a new guy that was pretending yeah. to be. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I have those heard that. Those ones, I, 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 back uh, number hey, nine, that is, those like ones lose me. Now. I'm like, you know what? Dude, that was amazing back then. Dave Chappelle is not a clone of Dave Chappelle. I'm not on board. That is still Dave Chappelle. He, 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 went to the gym y'all i haven't heard that one in a while but oh, yeah it's so, yeah. i would be all for it, it. Was so detailed <laughs> this man. guy's doing a great job it was so detailed uh, i know i just those ones lose me but you never know yeah you just never know the nature of this damn reality that we're in i guess it's just like nature it, the, it's the like quicksand it is like I mean? quicksand right back right, <laughs> right back quicksand. Yeah. yeah yeah don't struggle did you guys ever? Did you guys ever tour with any of your heroes? Now and again, did um, you meet any of your heroes? I've met some heroes. I feel like I met a hero recently. I mean, besides like right now. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just hey, a great it's a joke. Um, yeah, um, I guess occasionally. I just thought I, f- I met a hero recently. Oh, um, Andy Rourke. From the Smiths. Oh, okay. One of my favorite bass players. Yeah, is he in New York? I see him. He lives around, in New York. Yeah, I, I see him around New York every. He's now a and great guy, and I just we have mutual friends, and uh, and you know I know him as like a guy, mm-hmm. and it's so cool to just uh, that this person that I, uh, you know, we were just talking about the Smiths, but yeah. his bass playing is amazing, and he's a very cool guy. So that's nice. I mean, I guess I meet heroes every now and again. I'm always very cautious. Yeah. Because cautiously you, optimistic. Yeah, because, you know, you feel like you know them in some way. So your expectation is that they're going to be like your friend or Mm -hmm. be cool in this way that they know you and that they're going to be in the mood they were in (laughs) at that in your imagination. It's a lot to project onto somebody. It is. Are you are you a gearhead? If I find a piece of gear, I get psyched, but I'm not like because I don't usually push the envelope of any piece of gear. I'll find a setting I like and kind of play within that. Um, I think that's most people. Yeah, that's how I am. Okay, yeah. You I know, if like I got one of those uh, uh, voice live three extremes. I put it on one setting. Yeah, and that's it. And it's like I just put it off to the side, and it's like my backup mic. You know. Okay, that's cool. I gotta check that. I don't get really that too deep. But do you like what? What kind of guitar do you use? And do you use like what kind of fuzz and distort? Like, cause you write some killer riffs. So Thank I want, you. I want to talk about. A little bit of gear. Yeah, like your riffs too. Like, how do you come up with those riffs and all that? Um, I guess I'm. Uh, I just have a certain, you know, there's a certain spark inside that I kind of get. How do you uh, know a riff is good? I think it's just like anything. You feel it. Just if you it. if you feel yeah. cool doing it, it's probably cool. Yeah, you 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 feel cool doing it. You're like that's gonna make Joe feel badass walking around yeah. New York City. Yeah, if you, you feel suspicious, correct. if you feel like you're trying to <laughs> if you're trying to get away with it a little bit, yeah. then you're always on shaky ground. But if you're like, 
I know this is cool and it feels right. What it's, kind of guitar do you use? Um, Mostly. I've got a bunch now. Um, I've been playing uh, Fenders, bouncing between a, a, a few different Fender Jaguars and, and Jazzmasters and uh, uh, that world lately. Um, I, you know, I spent a lot of time with Les Pauls, but they just got so heavy. Yeah. And I had a really beautiful deluxe, but it got stolen, and uh, I just haven't bad. gone back. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. So Fender Jazz... A Jazzmaster jazz I've been playing mostly lately. Stolen on tour? <clears throat> what kind of amp? Um, I have a really cool, it, it actually just went through, uh, I, I put it in on an airline and it didn't end up in this. Are you next kidding? Place. Yeah. In, uh, in did Italy. Did they give you money? They did. Oh, they did? Yeah. I was shocked. Um, wow. and they gave me, uh, you did know, you it, was, it was a nice guitar. It was like 3,500 bucks. I wrote as the number. I wish I wrote something higher. Yeah. Um, but, uh. And they gave it to you. They gave it to me. I mean, I had to go jump through some hoops, fill out some stuff. I wonder where it went. Do you ever think about that? Somebody steal it? I would somebody. think, you know, between Italy and Spain, maybe it's like not cool for me to think, but, you know. Well, it went missing. It went so, missing. So it's not like, you know. There's you're dudes not, there that be somebody, like, I'm taking it. Somebody took it. Yeah. You know. It's, it's, you know like, How do you feel when you check in a guitar? Under? Not good. Not good. I, I do the whole panic thing. Like, that's when, like, a little bad behavior is kind of okay. I feel like like uh, when I'm about to board a plane, and they make you gay ch- check. And well, gay, you know, I will, I will, but I'll like resist, and I'll resist in a kind of like semi-aggressive way where I'll be like, just like, I can't. This is like you know, an acoustic guitar in a bag. It's my living. Acoustics you know, are tough, you know. But I mean, even though it's two electrics in a bag, it looks like an acoustic. Okay, you know. I've kind of right. let go a little bit. And yeah, I don't, I I don't bring go. my vintage instruments anymore. I don't either. I, I understand that. I have like, I, I've been playing those Fender Acoustasonics. Oh, so cool. They're new. Uh-huh. They're really, really good. I mean, if Fender's but, yeah. making good guitars that aren't that expensive. and um, They're kind of pricey, but they're good. Yeah. I think if you, um, I just kind of, there's a certain amount. I remember I took a flight once, like up to Buffalo for a show. Yeah. And it was the scariest fucking flight I ever took in my whole life. And I was like, You I took a flight to Buffalo? To Buffalo. I'm yeah. about to play Buffalo on December 7th. Okay. And I'm going to drive. Yeah. But I flew. It's so far away. It's far away. It's a, it's, a, it's a solid drive. Yeah. And the flight was so terrifying. And I was just thinking, like, I'm. I might not make this one. So we made it. I took a train home because I was so shook by it. Wow. But afterwards, I was like, I don't know if I can do this kind of work anymore. And then... It was that hardcore? Oh, dude, it scared the shit out of me. What happened? It was just a wild, like, scary, like... Like, lady next to me holding my hand. We're both just like, you know, that was the worst one I've gone on. And, um... But then I realized I got to fly. Yeah. So so I kind of feel, I kind of feel like, who am I kidding? So with my guitars, I don't know, maybe that was just to take it to a more extreme position, but like, I got to carry guitars. They got to go through this thing and it's just part of it. You you check them. I check. I, now I will, I gate check them, Yeah. but I'm starting to feel like, I don't even feel like carrying it through the airport because I hate carrying guitars. Oh, I hate, dude. It's like, I'm with you. I want to be a lead singer. I hate this shit. Oh no, me too, bro. I'm with you. I I feel like a fool. It's heavy. And the dirty looks that people give you on the plane, like when you're, so funny right now, somebody is in the history of the world coming forth, coming. Somebody is holding a guitar. Look on a plane right now, listening yeah. to this podcast. 
bro, I feel you. Those yeah. dirty looks you're getting, like it I've been sucks. there. Like it sucks. People are like I, I'm just like okay i'm a musician like yeah. you know like uh, yes i get it it's yeah. like annoying no the pe- people but it's don't like people don't like people you don't like artists oh they don't they don't like they, they suspect they just look at you like what the fuck so are isn't you doing your solution just to buy a seat for your guitar as stupid as that sounds um oh, like what are you made out I know, of money totally. bro like what are you kidding no, like well, do you like buy us buy just, we're like shooting daggers what, what, at you right now like what the fuck dude like, do it. nobody does that who are you who are you <laughs> yeah you're, if you have the money to buy fired. it and the, the problem the problem is not necessarily the space because you put the thing in it, the, the problem is having the thing in the first place oh, you know what i mean dude. because it, it's i've i've thought about and i and i did this actually on this last time i went to europe i just had a guitar there that i i, I borrowed the oh, guitar yeah. I've and, done and that bring before. it but i mean it is tough if you get a guitar and it's not your guitar and let's say you don't like it luckily in this case i liked it yeah but if i have to play a whole tour on a crappy guitar or mm-hmm. not even a crappy guitar but one i don't feel comfortable with yeah it kind of sucks but yeah it's the it's really the it's not fun I'm with you on that. Yeah. I like and and also like the uh airport security some like like on this last tour I tried to carry my sort of pedals through on this like on this bag and then when I would have to go through the gate I had to take out my my laptop, my iPad, my looper, my this that the other. I had like right t- six of those trays right and the looks i got then <laughs> right was like in, and i they all look like possible I, bomb I, triggers I, well and just like because also i get it it is a no, an enormous pain in the ass and whenever somebody's behind me i just think dude you should not be behind like don't right. be behind me. i'm the wrong I'm, guy i'm the wrong, wrong guy line, buddy. wrong, wrong like <laughs> you see that line over there with five baby carriages that's better. That's maybe more your guy. That's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like. And those little pedals add up. Oh, man. They add up. I, I, that is the hardest thing about this whole gig. I, is I the travel? Travel. And uh, you should get your TSA down. I know. I need to do it's that. It's worth doing. And Do uh, you, what about, what are you, what's your feeling about going through the, uh, like the. Cool ex- with it. Cool with it. You're cool with it? Yeah. That's not to be cool with. Yeah. What's it doing to me? Apparently is it making me sterile? Apparently it's not good. Yeah. I'm cool with it too, just because I can't. I kind of like put but my hands up in the I, air. Oh, I put my hands up. I think it's kind of cool. I don't think it's cool. That is definitely radiation going through you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess if it wasn't. Yeah, it's an x-ray. But what is the other thing? What is the other thing? The other thing is pat down. Pat no, no, down. but the metal detector that has that's some microwaves. Yeah, I guess. So. Uh, I don't know. What no, is that? The cool one? I don't know. That's much better. Yeah. Okay. I think so. All right. Oh, well, mm. you know, I'm just saying, given a choice, that the experience, I find a little bit more fun. You know, I don't yeah. know why. It's maybe because it's more going back to like the future thing. Like, uh-huh. you know, well, that's one way to look at. That's it. how I look at it. It's like yeah. I got to go through one of these things. This is more like. Han Solo, Carbonite kind of vibe. <laughs> okay, what about flu shots, vaccines? What's your take on those? Um, I was inoculated uh, when I was, you know, when they, I have that scar on my arm. Mm-hmm. I think that was towards the end of that. Um, uh, I don't really have a strong opinion about it. Do you get a flu shot? Uh, I don't. Yeah. I did. I, I but not for recently. political reasons or anything like that. I just not don't. Not political, just do you think it's good or bad? I guess there's like heavy metals in there. And not the kind that make you rock harder. Yeah. What's up with your t-shirt? Oh, this is a band called Black Midi, who I just saw in um, 
in LA last week and they were just amazing. Oh, okay. Uh, really, That's um, neat. Yeah, they're fantastic. Um, Musical kinda, instrument digital interface. They had some of that. That's what MIDI stands for. Yeah, they had, had those elements to it, but it was in a real um, kind of like a hyped up Fugazi gang of four, but like less vocal dependent. The drummer's insane, just such a ripper. Everybody's like, I think they're all music school guys, uh, and it's very, very cool. What inspires you lately, these these guys? Uh, these guys are inspiring me for sure. Um, I'm kind of a fan of um, kind of, uh, and I, I can't remember even the names of the bands, but anybody that's in this sort of um, instrumental kind of. Uh, kraut rocky psych kind of feeling and there's mm-hmm. there's quite a few bands uh kind of coming up in that world and i, I just like it because name a couple i should have to look at my phone oh sorry have, i didn't mean to put you on the nowadays spot. we'll say like um or, or here's a good example um bad bad not good i like bad bad not good. yeah bad bad not good they're more from the the i think jazzy kind of feeling um less from the kind of uh kraut rock like mm-hmm. more loose vibe but whenever somebody says kraut rock i think of that band new yeah or and, no- and noi is, is N- the german N- yeah. N-E-U with an uh, exclamation yep, yep. point yeah they're I amazing like, i like them yeah they're fantastic i mean yeah. it's it's sort of is that uh, kraut rock yeah that's kraut Good. rock that's classic i uh-huh. mean can and noi would be probably the the biggest the big uh ones. the big ones um you know just where they're they're kind of coming from an angle that british music and american music at the time were not coming from they didn't have like they weren't hit minded but they had these kind of artistic ambitions and these sort of sensational ideas about mm-hmm. things um and uh I, I like that kind of stuff and i think nowadays i'm not i like vocal music when it's good but i think uh i appreciate not having to like listen to a singer sometimes and yeah. or that not being the main element of it yeah you what know. about classical music? Do you ever listen to that? I do, yeah. From from time to time, I'll, I'll kind of get into that. I mean, I want to chill, listen to like Debussy or Mahler or something like that. Um, but it's kind of, I won't be actively listening. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'll put it on in the car. I got an app that was like a classical music app. And it uh-huh. was like a $15 a month subscription. But it like curated like all these classical things. And it's like. It had a lot of good reviews. And so I got it because I wanted to become smarter uh-huh. and like listen to classical music. Yeah. But now I just, I never listen to Turning it. Turning your back on that idea. And I, I and now it's just like a $15 charge every month that I feel I hate guilt, that. guilty about. But I, I'm just going to have to like, I don't yeah. know how. I got to get rid of all those things. I know. I feel like there's a bunch that. of these guys just <laughs> collecting 15 bucks from yeah. me. $10 yeah. a month. Serato, $10, Serato yeah. DJ uh, thing. Those guys are getting, and I just did like one DJ gig and I was like, okay, I need some software for this. I did one and I'm probably paid, uh, you know, you know, $500 yeah. at this point. Yeah. I got to get off, but then that means I have to get on their it's website. Like the gym membership. Gym mer- yeah. I, I have the one, what is the one where it's $10 a month? Uh, give me a name of the, and I don't want to plug them cause they're the app. No, the gym oh, where I'm on that you one. S- you sign up. Uh, what's the, what's the one with the purple logo? Uh, blink. No. Oh, know. Planet Fitness. Planet Fi- okay. I think it's Planet Fitness where, yeah. where it's ten dollars and and so then cheap. and then when you want to cancel it, which I've tried, uh-huh. 
and unfortunately i signed up like upstate somewhere uh -huh. they will not cancel it online or over the phone right you have to go to the place where you got the that subscription is just bad and cancel in in writing like you have to submit some letter yeah they're trapping and, you and it's unbelievable that's insane it's impossible to cancel yeah you got you and you i know. see that ten dollar a month charge and i'm like oh that would just that's they're stealing from you that's just wrong <laughs> this is a conspiracy theory for sure they're everywhere they're yeah. freaking everywhere i mean that's just a you know racket it's a racket it's a racket yo. fitness what else how long have we been going on with this one an yeah. hour 40 I, oh I was, damn fellas i was curious a long i just had one, one question yeah let's wrap it up let's relate we gotta to, wrap this shit I, up. Got related to I got a i got a box at five yeah we got i got stuff i did to a deal. six minute plank yesterday holy so shit. shout out to the my two, six minute plank damn the two main Liz bands. Ramon. Respect. <laughs> the, two, the two main bands you were in were Gorilla Biscuits and Quicksand. Yeah, we didn't even talk who, about Gorilla who Biscuits. Both yeah. kind of like Legendary. broke up, yeah. and then now they're both yeah. active again. Yeah. And in Quicksand, you're the lead, yeah. and Gorilla Biscuits, uh -huh. you're not. Yeah. So how do you how do you balance those, and and where are both those bands going? Why'd they break up? I don't, I don't know if you have time for um, that. I mean, I could feel it pretty quickly. I think. Um, I mean, it's a it's sort of a real blessing that the the music, the quality of the music has continues to uh speak to people so we have new fans and along with the the older fans that were there from the first run that stay with it and um grill biscuits is more like we are presenting this experience uh, you know in its like complete authentic way as what it was and a, as it is you know like we're all friends we're hanging out we're putting on this is like a celebration of a community and uh, a sort of culture and that's how I see that. And, um, you know, I feel super blessed to be like traveling around the world with Doing my, that, by yeah. best friends from, from high school. And, you know, we're but you still just together. Said you hate travel. I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't like the, the travel. I, know, I like I'm, being I'm, in places. I was just joking. And then with quicksand, um, that's more of an active thing. So it's a creative outlet and it's, uh, and while those other components are true with with similar to grill biscuits there is like a certain uh celebration of something that happened before and you know you're kind of like you know say we're talking about greg dolly like afghan wigs like they were that time but they are also contemporary um and and that's kind of what that's about and why the bands broke up i mean they're different the, the reason that that's, that's the, the nature, nature of, bands of bands and everything you know and it's also the nature of bands to get back together all things must pass you know yeah, exactly and and what it is now is has a context with that um with that story but it is also there's a a a, a now context as it, well you know isn't time fascinating hell yeah dude like i think of it like you know like it makes me think of this lately like what it teaches you at, like with the benefit of getting into your forties right, uh, in your fifties or yeah. whatever is like enough time passes to where you start thinking like, even like when at moments when I've been like super struggling, like I'm nostalgic for those moments because those moments were life and yeah. life in and of itself is so like amazing. It's, awesome. it's so awesome. Yeah. That's truly what it is yeah. that it's like, and then, so what, what, what can you do with it now is understand that, this moment 
you will one day be nostalgic for this yeah. no matter what's happening in a way just because for the virtue of the fact that you are alive right now for sure you know and i and and i feel like being in bands and the way we get to document times uh-huh. is like such a benefit in that way because it kind of provokes even that sort of specialness of the of the period yes you know what i mean absolutely it's and a celebration and and it's like yeah well, well said. I, I agree with you. I mean, it's through music and, and especially that there's more photographs if you're on stage or you can mm-hmm. see like this time. I mean, that's probably true for anybody's life. They, it's documented to some yeah. degree or another, even if you don't have a lot of photographs. Yeah, but there's this record. This a record. Sonic record. Where you can play it and be like, oh man, I'm right there. And what was going on? What was so awesome about this at that time and and how it spoke to me or in my own work was like damn dude i was a genius at that point right but here's what's missing and what was i thinking at that time like was Mm -hmm. i enjoying that that or what what was my relationship to that right you know like i you know it all seemed so hard but it it wasn't that hard actually it was massive awesome you know what i mean and that is pertinent to now you know what i mean like um this time is awesome. This is like this is awesome. This is where one day you said you were gonna look back and be like, "Damn, yeah, that was a cool day." It was like fifty degrees yeah. in late November, yeah. and we were walking around looking good, yeah. standing up straight. Yeah, things Listening are cool. To quicksand. Things are cool. Listening to quicksand, feeling like a badass, talking about the moon <laughs> landing, questioning, questioning stuff, questioning the moon before they found out that we definitely didn't go. Yeah, no, just when that truth finally comes just out. Just kidding, truthers or yeah. whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. So. <laughs> on that note, on that I, w- note. I wish we could all just jump into a uh, a Tesla truck and, right. and tour the drive, world. Tour the world. Drive, yeah. you know, drive around in that Let's sucker that. with all that bed space and, yeah. and just continue the conversation. But yeah. until Each that, you in your own. until then, yeah. Let's race. With I'm t- thinking the three of us. <laughs> three of us. In that truck. I mean, there's more truck. space in it. Right. Yeah. And just doing talking. We got it. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, I'll pitch it to Elon next time I see Hey, him. Walter, thanks for doing this. Yeah. My pleasure. You're a cool dude. Pat, wow. Pat loves you. He's always like wanting us to get together and yeah. talk. He's and so cool. I'm happy Shout to, out Pat. Shout out to shout Pat. Shout out to Higgins. Pat. Pat, thanks for making it happen. Mr. Higgins. Um, and uh, yeah, just thanks for doing it. My pleasure. Really appreciate it. And um, tell everybody like where to find you. I will. On like Instagram. I mean, yeah. Give me, give me a, a, a tag for the podcast. I'm going to put the word out for this. No, but I, I mean like tell, tell them right now. now. Oh, for, oh, that oh, way. Yeah, like oh, yeah. Uh, Walter Schreifels is my Instagram. So mm-hmm. it's at Walter. Schreifels. Yeah, at Walter Schreifels, and that's. I mean, it's kind of complicated, but I'm. I'm the li- get into Walter and then S C H, and, you're and I'm gonna pop up. Yeah, you're gonna pop up. Yeah, don't. Bo- you don't think you have to work too hard. And the band still have- uh, quicksand, uh, Gorilla Biscuits, uh, Youth Today. I mean, I have such a long resume of of uh, of bands, and also I put out solo, solo a solo record. I wanted to ask you real quick. Yeah. Um, when you're in yoga practice. Uh-huh. You know, like the kind of mellow jams they play in yoga? Yeah. Do you ever think, like, I want to make mellow yoga jams? Because I do. Oh, yeah, for Don't sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like I want to get what's off my plate now mm-hmm. so I can clear away to make mellow yoga to make jams. A, a yoga jam yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know and really just sync up maybe that's what we should tour in the tesla is uh, is yoga go rock. to yoga studios yoga rock and just like <laughs> yeah. hey yoga is gro- a very fast growing movement We're, this is the golden era to jump in the game yeah. i think for yoga Cash rock out. yeah right. 
Yeah. Thanks, Walter. Hey, pleasure. Pleasure, man. Pleasure. See you Thank later. You. That was a lot. Of that was too. Yeah. Man, I can't believe how long that one was. Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. <laughs>